I didn't overload you with information. Dude, these guys are nerds. Dude, what the hell did I just agree to? This is crazy. But Taylor, man, thank you for coming to hang out with us uh, today. I know you're a busy dude, man. It seems like the pharmacy is uh, just balls to the walls. Because I've been trying to schedule this podcast for a little while now, and you're always like, dude, I'll get back to you. I think I messaged you a few months ago, and you're like, let's just shoot for June. I'm like, I just, I'm slammed right now. Yeah, so we had to get some people hired. Had a girl on rotation. One of my main employees was on rotation for three weeks, so... When we were trying to schedule it, she was gone, and I was there by myself a lot. Um, so I was down a whole person. So now she's back, and we got a few people hired. So okay, well, awesome, man. Hopefully things are getting a little easier on you. And um, you are a pharmacist at Crestwood Pharmacy, um, right down the street from our home. And how long? It, it, it's a really cool vibe going in there. It's like kind of the old school. Like uh, what? Is we got a problem? No. Oh, okay. Kind of like an old school uh, soda fountain deal, you know, and I, that was probably my first question. Um, when you guys started Crestwood Pharmacy, did you know going into it or how did that get started? First of all, like how hard is it? We were joking about this on before you got here. We we're like, how hard is it to like open a pharmacy? You know, I mean, um, people sell drugs. I mean, you yeah. just got to be established or I mean, do you? Uh, I mean, it's easier to sell drugs than it is milkshakes. So, okay. Uh, but did you guys know it, going into it, you wanted to do like a like an old school soda fountain thing, theme, yeah. I guess? Yeah, so that kind of sets the vibe for the whole place. I always wanted to have a pharmacy, soda fountain, deli, coffee shop. Oh. Um, that's kind of what I wanted all in one, just old school. And the food stuff's just like too complicated. So we started out with just ice cream and coffee and pharmacy um it's more difficult like it's truly more difficult to sell ice cream than it is to sell drugs the board of pharmacy has all their rules laid out and so that's pretty straightforward the health department it's also new territory for me i never worked in any food service stuff so it was new and it's also not as black and white as pharmacy the rules aren't as clear depends on who you get that day what answers you're going to get so uh, we knew we wanted to do ice cream a couple of times. We thought about dropping it because the health department was oh, less straightforward, more hoops to jump through, um, but we stuck with it, and it kind of sets the vibe for the pharmacy. So that's what sets us apart from any other pharmacy. There's hardly any soda fountains around town. What I always like to say is make pharmacy fun again. That might rub some people the wrong way based on what it's parodying, parodying, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, but yeah make pharmacy fun again it's not just pills like come have a milkshake come hang out it makes sense because when he pitched it to me he's like hey have our pharmacist coming on next week and yeah i know like, i was like trying to sell him on. i was, I was like, like hold dude, on because it's you, gonna be fun man like trust white, me yeah. white cool, trench coat <laughs> yeah i was but showing him pictures of you in like the hippie robe and stuff and anybody listening it's like no way i was like dude this guy's good this is gonna be fun but man, uh, I guess I'm not up to speed. Why is it that like old school pharmacies and stuff have this tie to like soda fountains or ice cream parlors? Like, what is soda the deal? Parlor. Well, it's like, hey, where I go to get my drugs, I also want to get like a giant, you know, uh, Coke float or something. Does it tie back to Coca Cola? Any stuff like Pepsi? Yeah. Dude, yeah, okay, like that, that's what the... it is. Yeah, it is. It it goes back to like before all this stuff was regulated. So. Just get anything. You could get anything. Like, 
Taco and, and some ibuprofen. And, I mean, I don't even know. I don't remember like the exact history, but it all goes back to before like the FDA was a thing. Before drugs had to get approved, they were just drugs. And like, if you needed drugs, where'd you go? The pharmacist. So like, if you were a brain worker, say an accountant or engineer or something like that, and you like party too hard the night before, drank too much or whatever, and you need to get going for the day, go get you some Coca Cola with some cocaine in it. Get you going, right, ready for the day. Then at the end of the day, whenever you're still wound up and you need something to wind down, go get you some cannabis tincture. Go get you some like opium and chill out. Opium. Yeah. And so it was like before. It might have been during prohibition. I don't like I said. I don't remember the exact history, but you could just go to the pharmacy and get what you needed from the pharmacist. Like no a, prescription needed. Just tell me how you're feeling, how you want to feel, and we can make it happen. How it should be. Yeah. Yeah. What's that meme? Uh, it was like uh, you know going to the pharmacist in the 1800s it's like oh you got ghosts in your blood and you should do, do cocaine about it <laughs> like, like, that's the answer i mean yeah that pretty much sums it up it's pretty wild man well dude i dig the vibe there it's really cool um how long has crestwood pharmacy been around this is our fifth year fifth year august 1st will be our fifth anniversary wow okay i guess i thought you guys have been around longer that's awesome man so what, wild. what goes what type of background do you have to have to start a pharmacy could we start a heavy ultra pharmacy absolutely you got enough money i mean i guess you have to have at least one licensed pharmacist yeah, licensed license yeah when did you decide to become a pharmacist oh gosh my first job in pharmacy was when i was 17 at cvs so okay and then from there you just had a passion for slinging the drugs and uh katie worked at cvs yeah what Shout out. yeah long no time. way yeah a long time ago cvs in Hueytown. Nice. Right. CVS and Warrior right here. There you go. All right. So you started working there and you developed your love of pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I mean, so I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to be dirty and I knew I didn't want to be hot. So I'm like, okay, here's a handful of things maybe I could consider. Knew a couple pharmacists. Applied to some pharmacy jobs. Applied to five different pharmacies kind of in the area. And CVS hired me. And I was like, okay, this doesn't suck. I can do this. And then, I mean, I just kind of stayed on that path. So... Worked at CVS in high school, went to Sanford for undergrad, did pre-pharmacy, and then just kind of stayed on that path till I graduated. CVS is the only place I ever worked until I graduated. I worked for them for 10 months as a pharmacist, hated it. Kind of knew I wanted to do community pharmacy, always knew I wanted to own a pharmacy. Um, but, yeah, the community retail thing is kind of the path that I was on. I didn't really – schools put focus on, like, hospital, but I didn't love the hospital. And now that I've been out for 10, 11 years, like I hate the hospital. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to go to the hospital. So that, I guess big, I, and forgive me, I'm not up to speed on like how drugs in this country work or me, the medical field in general. Me either. But, um, well, good. yeah. <laughs> but I guess hospitals have their own in-house pharmacies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because most so, of the time when I go to the doctor, it's like, I go, where's your local pharmacy? And go get your drugs. Well, yeah, so there's like a central pharmacy that dispenses medicines to all the people in the hospital. Oh, so when you need morphine because you just got in a car wreck, yeah, they the, go down to the pharmacist. Yeah, like if it's an IV or something, a pharmacist is going to mix that up, and then it'll get dispensed out to the floor, and the nurse would hang the bag of morphine. I mean, I don't know. I've never worked in a hospital. Oh, but I like, Okay, but there's actually a guy. I, I, I thought, thought they about just that. kept that stuff in a locker. That's what I thought. Well, it's like, oh, just go get go I need 100 cc's of morphine. This well, there's all kind of like... <laughs> There's Pixis machines, which is essentially a locker, and you got to go sign in and get it out. But, I mean, they make pain medicines that they hang in your room and stuff like that. But 
I don't, I mean, I've never worked in it, so I don't know, but, okay. um, that's kind of how it works There's a central pharmacy and they send stuff out. The central pharmacy would fill those machines in those lockers that contain the drugs. So like somebody from the pharmacy department's going out and doing that. But again, I can't speak to that. That's not my area. Like UAB, for example, has over a hundred pharmacists. So they got central pharmacy. They got little satellite pharmacies around the hospital. Um, That'd be cool. But, Maybe the guy driving with the armored car with all the with all the <laughs> well, morphine. Well, all think, the morphine. I think and, it's a lot less like that. I think it's just a dude with a car. Back of his Nissan. Yeah. Back of his Nissan. Dude. Well, you're you're carrying all these high profile drugs and narcotics and stuff, and you're going and refilling these lockers like you were describing. I would imagine it would be like you know, oh, we had a couple of bags of Adderall go missing. Um, nah, no big deal. Probably just fell off the truck. It's a college. You know, yeah. what, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think that would probably get noticed. Noticed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, anyway, all that to say, I didn't like hospital. It's too sad to me. Like, people there are really sick, and that's just too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, in the community, I can use my same knowledge and skills, but, like, build relationships with people and see people every month, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'm gonna like see some sadness and some sickness, but it's not as like heavy. Here's and sad. your last bag, sir. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as he's like, oh, Bill's gonna die tomorrow <laughs> for yeah. sure. <laughs> and so it's just, it's Super not morbid. as sad to me. Hey, but then some guys you wind up in their basement doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. You never know. Yeah, dude. I think I came in there because I have uh, I have horrendous sleeping problems. What's wrong with me, man? Is that like a? I saw I was surfing through your social media, and one of your posts was just dedicated to like have problems sleeping. So I know it's like. Probably just trying to sell an some issue in this country, you know. Like I feel like I'm not the only one, but because we're fat and obese and can't breathe while we're asleep, it's probably we spend too much time on the computer. I know if you like play on your phone a lot before you go to bed, it like inhibits the way your brain, light. the is blue it, light. Is it though? That's what the government's telling us. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. But dude, I cannot All I know is sleep. I got a blue light filter screen on here. <laughs> I need to get one. But man, I can't. Uh, shout out to your buddy that had the little homemade—not homemade, but you know—he was selling like the the sleep oh, yeah. aid stuff. You were like, "Hey, man, if you want to try one," it actually worked really good. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, shout that guy out. But, uh, sleep better. Sleep better. I think that's what it was. It's like in a little five-hour energy type bottle, and uh, yeah. yeah, it worked great. And I think after that, you gave me um, what's that blue pill? It's like a bagger. He took the uh, blue no. One. Sorry, he took the blue yeah. one. It's uh, Unisom. Unisom, but dude, I've taken other versions of Unisom, like the gel caps and stuff. I wanted to tell you this, random fact here, but I took I've taken like the gel caps and stuff from that I bought at like Walgreens, and they don't work as good. Like mm. the Unisom I got from you, mm. there's something special about those powder capsules, man. Just they just they knock me it. out. Don't man. go great. to Walgreens. And so I, I took them every night for like however many. There's like 50 in a pack, and I was and then I try to like break it up like i'll do the zequel thing for a month and then i'll do the like uh melatonin thing for a month and then i'll do the unisom and then i'll kind of cycle back through because i'm trying not to just take one thing too much but all that to say it, do you have a lot of people coming to you with sleep problems because i feel like i'm i can't be the only one that yeah can't sleep. I mean, we dispense a lot of prescriptions for that benadryl unisom melatonin I don't know why we CBD. got off of that. I was like, I got a pharmacist in my basement. I'm going to try to diagnose myself. Yeah. Figure out what's wrong with my... <laughs> Yeah. Also, the little blue pill joke, like that's what people call Viagra. So that was a joke. Right. Ha, Yo, ha, I caught that. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Funny. <laughs> I did not just like break a HIPAA rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there things you can't talk about on this podcast? Just like patient specific. That's all. Okay. All right. So if I ask about my neighbor and what they're... No, I can't do that. Okay. I don't know anything. Ooh. Fair enough. Ooh. Off limits. Off limits. Okay. Here's a dumb question. Maybe it's not so dumb. 
Okay. So when I go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes me a prescription and they're like, where's your pharmacy? And I send them to you and they call you and they're like, hey, he needs this. Then my doctor's like, yeah, he has it in like an hour. Go pick it up. Do you just stockpile just like all these drugs? Like how do you, how does the pharmacist always have the drug that I need within like 30 minutes? Yeah, we don't. How does that, how does that, how? I mean, that's like one of the hardest things about opening the pharmacy is just picking the inventory. Okay. Um, oh, you get to pick the inventory. Yeah, I mean, like, we get to pick what we carry, but I mean, like what sells and what sells here might be different than what sells in another neighborhood. Okay. What people are taking. I mean, there's like the top 200 drugs that are most commonly prescribed or dispensed, but it's really just a guessing game. Okay. Um, and it's something that we're still working on and still like tweaking. But okay. we started out with like a set dollar amount and then have just kind of bought more, sent some back, that sort of thing. Okay. Because I was always curious. You go to the, ever since I was a child, I was like, how does the pharmacy know? They like, just stockpile do they the just, drugs, man. They send a driver there who gets there before I do and drops <laughs> off the drug and it's there when I get there. Well, I mean, we do get drug orders every day. Like Monday through Friday, we get deliveries. Okay. Um, and I mean, like the chain CVS's, they got deeper pockets, so they got bigger inventory. Like CVS's inventory, like from the stores that I've worked at, is like ten times my inventory. Gosh. So like, I got a pretty good variety. I might not have exactly what you want or what you need. I can have it tomorrow. Okay. If I don't have it and you need it today, I can call another pharmacy that I'm friends with and be like, "Hey, do you have this? Can I borrow it?" See you soon. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. Okay. Which we do. We're friendly with several other independents and we all kind of help each other out like that okay that's cool. right i got yeah. called today i got somebody going out of town tomorrow to new york for six weeks and she needed this vitamin that we were out of so got to phone a friend at crestline pharmacy friend, yeah. i know a guy i know <laughs> so, a guy. don't worry i'll get it I'll yeah get i'll it. get it i'm going to crestline pharmacy before i open tomorrow okay well to dude this drug, to buy this vitamin secrets are out yep all right so you get out of uh you graduate from sanford you're a are you a licensed pharmacist at that point? They have like a full blown. They have a really good pharmacy school there. I mean, there's one or two in the state. So, okay. I mean, so most people. Um, I, we were talking before we got recording that uh, we did wedding photography for a long time, and uh, a lot of our clients were pharmacists or, or new people that were pharmacists. And so Sanford came up a lot, and I was like, okay, they got a really good pharmacy school there, I guess. Um, once you graduated, you said you went and worked at cbs corporate or official as a licensed pharmacist hated it at what point did you decide look i'm gonna branch out of my own do my own thing and at what point did the crestwood pharmacy come into the picture so i mean i always knew i wanted to do it i just didn't know that i wanted to i didn't think it would happen this early i kind of like had like 40 years old in mind but then like i hated five jobs in a row and like, this had, is the worst like, i've got to do sucks. something else i hate working for other people it's awful I want to do it my way for whatever reason, a million different reasons. But like CVS, it was just 14 hour days, open by yourself, closed by yourself. You're just getting killed working 14 hour days. So that's awful. Then I went and worked um, like specialty pharmacy, which is like high dollar medicine for chronic disease states. And then from there, I had an opportunity to go learn compounding. So I left that, uh, that job. That was awesome to go learn compounding. I did compounding only for five years before opening Crestwood. All right. To the un uncultured uh, over here, or I don't even know what the right word is. What is compounding? You don't know what, what compounding is? is? You're yeah. mixing your own drugs is what it sounds Sorry. like. Yes, yeah. that's it. So it's like 
the art and science of making customized medication. <laughs> customized medication. So it's like specific for you to treat a specific thing. And you are licensed to do that. Instead of just prescribing me like ibuprofen. Well, like, no, I think you need some ibuprofen with a little bit of Prozac. Ibuprofen. I'm going to mix that up. <laughs> ibuprofen B, yeah. Yeah. So any pharmacist, their license qualifies them to compound. Um, the board would like you to have some additional training. You're just in the back, like, smashing drugs together. No, yeah. it's like a bag of checks mix. You just kind of reach <laughs> yeah. in. Trail mix. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> just reach in, grab your handful. Yeah, you good. It's, uh, you got to weigh it at least, you know. Oh, you got to weigh it. You got to weigh it. How many pieces are in five grams of Chex Mix, right? All right. So, I mean, I did compounding only for a while, but then I missed people. You're just sitting in a lab compounding, mixing stuff up. I miss people. And so I just wanted to do, I wanted to kind of bring all that, all my pharmacy skills together, do community pharmacy, offer compounding. One thing about compounding is they only compound. Compounding pharmacies only compound usually. So you want to compound, well, you got to go to Homewood. And then you got to go to CVS for your regular medicine, for your blood pressure medicine. I wanted to offer everything in one place, and I wanted to do, like, the ice cream. I didn't want it to feel like a CVS or, like, a sterile, boring doc- doctor's office. Yeah. Or I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not a regular pharmacy. I'm a cool pharmacy. I'm a cool pharmacist. We're going to have the cool pharmacy. I just, I just want it to be different. I want it to be welcoming. I want it to not yeah. be like your walk-in rows of, like, product. Sure. I yeah. want it to just be, like, inviting. And, like, I can be smart and good at my job without looking like I need to tuck my shirt in. Yeah, no, I know. I dig the vibe. It's in. very laid back. Like It's very cool. I can mix up your drugs for you in the back in, like, an hour, and I'll be good at it. And you can get some ice cream. Yeah, and you can get some ice cream while you wait. Yeah. So so that was the idea going into it. And I, I hear that ideas are easy. It's the execution that is difficult. So did you guys know? Or when I say you guys, you obviously have a partner in this endeavor. Um who is that person, and how did they get involved, and is this somebody you knew before? Or? Yeah, I have a business partner. We're 50-50. His name's Tyler Shattuck. He's from Trustville. We've known each other since about 08, 09, met at church, and just became friends. Where's Tyler at tonight, man? Come on. Yeah, he's he's busy. He's not good on camera. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. And so um, I've just watched him do a million different things, and he can do anything. He's uh, really smart and can do anything. I've watched him take apart a motorcycle, take apart an engine, remodel a house completely. He's kind of in the same situation with some of his jobs. So, like, worked for somebody else, didn't love it, would leave a job for whatever reason. I was doing the same thing in pharmacy, so, like, one point, we're hanging out. I'm like, hey, Y'all working on a Harley engine? Like, hey, man. You want to open a pharmacy? Like, <laughs> I, you, you hate your job. I hate my job. We've both quit like four jobs. Like, let's do something for ourselves. Yeah. And so we just kept like pursuing it and th- no door was closed. Everything just kept working out. And here we are. I mean, I think we now, did. Def- you know what part of town you wanted to end up in? Or so he lives vaguely. He lives in Eastwood. And we kind of, I mean, we're probably, we were drawn to the east side of town. I was looking at buying a house over here. I was looking at buying a house. I lived in the suburbs, and I was looking to move into the city. Pretty newly wed. Got married in 2014, and we wanted to buy a house in the city. My in-laws live in, like, Crestline Park. Tyler lived in Eastwood. We were looking at Highland Park, Forest Park. But then as we just kept looking, we kept coming east to Crestwood. Yeah, and once the price, we got the here, price keeps driving you towards Irondale. Yeah. yeah. And so we ended up over here and loved it. And yeah. Crestwood was awesome. I mean, it was more residential than 
a lot of the other places we were even looking at. It felt neighborhoody. Yeah. And then the shopping center was there, and it was like, it's like three vacant spots probably at that time. And we're like, oh, this is cool. Cool so was the spot you guys are in now was that vacant at mm -hmm. the time? The original. At? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. There was two spaces connected. The bookstore, Thank You Books, and Crestwood Pharmacy were one big space, and it was a State Farm Insurance office. Okay. And it was empty at that time, so I think those might have been the only spaces that were empty. But those two were empty. We were like, "That's pretty cool. That's a good location. It's a good neighborhood." And then we started crunching the numbers, looking at the census, how many people live in the area, how many cars drive by a day. Is there enough like business in this area to support it and everything looked good and so we just kept moving forward and you officially opened five years ago so whatever what year is that august 1st 2017 2017 okay and we worked on it for like we probably worked on like the business plan for a year and then we worked on the build out for a year so we i think we got a loan uh, approved for the loan for the business and like Maybe 2015. Oh, wow. Maybe okay, 2016. So 2015 to 2017. Yeah. Before it was actually We were like... working on it definitely in 15. Yeah. And then, so we worked on that for a while. Then we got approved. And then we worked on the build-out for like a whole year before we even opened. And so, yeah, I mean, really, officially, we've been in business for even longer than five. Wow. But we've been open to the public for five. Well, how was that first year? I mean... How do you build hype for a pharmacy? What do you do? Man, we don't know. Like, do you we, get out we, there and, and and put ads and? Oh God, yeah. Like, like what we, do you do? Or you just know. put the sign on the door and like, yeah. if you build it, they will come. That's yeah. exactly what we did because we like blew our budget so fast. You're out there in scrubs on the street, <laughs> slinging a sign. I need us. Yeah. I want to be dressed <laughs> up as a syringe, yeah. dancing around. Yeah, with man. Sign. Come get your flu shots here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think a flu shot costume would be a great idea. I think. A milkshake costume would be a great idea, but we haven't done any of that. Mm. Well, it's coming. So well, it's all word of mouth at first, the advertising. We're just now starting to advertise. Like we got a radio ad on BMR, which we just started this year. We sent out mailers for the first time last year, followed up with some more mailers this year. Have you seen a return on the investment in that? Yeah. I mean, okay. I can't like measure it. But well, they should yes. be able to give you the analytics or whatever. Like, hey, you did ran this many ads and... You know, maybe. Well, like we got the ad on BMR and it plays like four times a day and people are always coming in and be like, hey, I heard this and I want to come get some ice cream. Sweet. But like we're not tracking it like on, all right, well, how many milkshakes do we sell today? Gotcha. So are these, are these special milkshakes or are these just normal milkshakes? What are we talking about? No, that's a whole, dude, we're going to get into yeah, that. That's we'll what I want to talk about. I need about. to understand. Because so, if you look at the Instagram. All the, if you look at the Instagram. All right, so Katie's got your Instagram pulled up right here. Uh, for anyone listening, check us out on YouTube. We do have a channel. Uh, select that middle photo right there. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this the pharmacy page? Or is this, this is the, the pharmacy or is this page. this the botanical page? No, this is the pharmacy page. So here you are, uh, you know. That's dancing. pretty recent. That's pretty recent. Uh, and this is in Alabama, which I thought was pretty cool. No shot. Yeah, this man. Is Alabama. And so this is a shout out to Dry Creek Hemp Farm. Hey, um, and that you, you should have them on too. That would be cool. Um, Explain to our listeners what we're looking at. What are we looking at right here? Because I see you in a forest of greens. That is me. <laughs> you are, and you're smiling ear to ear. <laughs> like, All right. Well, I apologize to everyone for being so boring up until this point, but now my passion is going to show. All right. Go. So bring it. This is me, just with a bunch of beautiful cannabis plants. That's a lot, brother. Because they say hemp, and to the untrained eye. I'm and looking those. at these, and Katie, if you'll scroll through those pictures, uh, just click that 
arrow on the right side of the oh, picture. brother, we are up in smoke. Dude, and there's a shout out to it's your gauge. Gauge, all right. And um, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at these and I was like, dude, that looks like just straight up cannabis to me. Like, I don't, I don't know the difference between quote well, unquote hemp and quote unquote cannabis and well, quote unquote Delta Nine, Delta Eight, all these variants. CBD. How much time you got, dude? Well, that's that's part of this podcast. I was I want to educate myself. I want to learn something new. I want to walk away. And hopefully uh, anybody listening might learn something. But going back, let's 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 pick our path here. What are you doing here, first of all? So this is Dry Creek Hemp Farms, located like an hour north of town, out in the country. This is their greenhouse. They invited us up. They invited some wholesalers up, retailers. I mean, uh, we buy wholesale from them. They invited us up about two weeks before Easter to check out their like winter harvest before they cut it. And so we just went up there to check it out. They got a greenhouse. They grow on a smaller scale on a greenhouse just like to experiment during the winter. So we just went up there to check it out. They harvested that the next day. The next day. So this is right before. This is the day before. So this is like free, they like go ready through, to be, touch yeah. them, squeeze them, smell them. And this is Alabama. But this is in Alabama. So, so this is Alabama. This is hemp. Cannabis is like the umbrella term and... It, it is comprised of marijuana and hemp. And the 2018 Farm Bill made a legal de- distinction between those two. Hemp is 0.3% or less Delta 9 THC. Marijuana is 0.31% or more. But they're both cannabis. To the naked eye, looks the same. To the nose, it's the same. Okay, but what we're looking at is actually 0.3 or less right. THC. So you can right. dial in it the in plant. that much. That's crazy. That it's you all can based dial on genetics, in. so they yeah. mix different strains. How do you test for that though? I mean, like to, you, like you said, to the, the naked eye, to the smell. Do they have somebody a, just coming out there with yeah, like a Department of Agriculture with a lab kit, and they just they like, cut it and send it off to the state lab? Okay. So they take the top eight inches of the plant, which I've learned this from talking to Dry Creek. They cut off the top eight inches of the plant and send it off for testing. I mean, if it's like hot, point three one percent, you got to burn the plant. You got to burn the crop. Mm. Got to burn crop. the whole crop. Whole crop. Damn. That's yeah, awesome. and they can grow like thousands of plants if they're growing outside during like the warm season. If it's hot, gotta go. Dude, I think that. we should uh, heavy ultra hemp testing. I think we should get in that market. That's crazy, man. Well, yeah, looking at this photo, I, dude, I can't yeah, get over that plants. smile, dude. Yeah. <laughs> looking oh, at you, that's like crazy. A kid in a candy shop, dude. Yeah, man. Beautiful plants. They smell awesome. It smells so good. I actually took my dad too. I don't think he made any of these pictures, but I got pictures of him, like. Shirt tucked in. I'm like, hey, Dad, sniff that plant again. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. It's awesome. It's exciting that this is going on because this was not allowed until 2018. Like, this was illegal until 2018. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even maybe him. I'm just foreign to the, the you know, the, if the you weed caught, craze in, in our nation that's happening right now. And it seems like it's becoming so much more accepted yeah. now. And, uh, you know, you go to any gas station now or anywhere. I mean, it's like. Delta 8 products, Delta 9 products that I was seeing on your page. Well, that's why we're, I mean, I was unsure if I was even going to sell any of it. We've sold CBD since we could. Yeah. But the other stuff, I was kind of like, I don't know. But now I'm like, screw it. If everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to sell the best product. Yeah. So how did you find out about this company? Did you, were you aware of them or did they just cold call you and like, Hey, we got this operation going on. I saw them at, they were like sponsoring an event at trim tab. And like as soon as I saw the first flyer, I was like, "Dry Creek Camp from Alabama." Let me call these guys. 
Yeah. And so I reached out to him. I emailed him just like from the contact us on their website. And Blake called me within an hour and was like, hey, what's up? When I just asked him questions. And <laughs> I mean, he had an order down, I think, probably the next day. Yeah. And so, I mean, we started out selling a different brand that's based out of Kentucky. It's a great brand. I went to one of their farms, but they contract farm with all these different farmers across Kentucky. Kentucky had the infrastructure infrastructure from tobacco farmers. So these guys stopped growing so much tobacco and they got the fields, they got the barns to dry it in and everything. So they just switched to hemp. So it was and just easy it was transition. Easy. Yeah. And so this big company with a bunch of money just like got these guys to grow them hemp. And so it's a good company. They make a great product. I went up there to one of their farms and did some training and stuff with them. It's awesome. But the market has become saturated and prices have come down their prices didn't necessarily come down. Hmm. And so also I'm a small business. These guys are more like CVS. Like the CEO lives in Australia. Hmm. It's a big company where this guy's dry Creek is two guys running a 40 acre farm. So they're more right like here us. in Bama, baby. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Best, that's what's cool. Yeah. Best Bama bud you can get, baby. Yeah, Bama dude. Bud. That's so cool. And, uh, and so, I mean, we've just, they're close. We like to do as much local as possible. They're close. The service was great because he called me within an hour of emailing and then their products are great and they've been innovative once they got into the D8 and D9 space. Yeah. Okay. So bring me up to speed on that. So, so this is something that might need to get edited out. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> let's try, go. let's try not, not really. to get to the edited out not really. stage. It's just like, I want our listeners to know. I guess know I just need to go ahead and get it out of the way. I'm the first openly stoner pharmacist in Alabama. Okay. Okay. Here we are. That's out there. All right. That's well, probably the part that would need to be edited. All right. Well, okay. But who cares? You ponder on that. Who and cares? It, it is later it's legal. Need to edit that. I'm just I'm gonna blur legal your face. Products. You're well, using you, legal products. Yeah. See, that's why you give them ice cream, so they're not thinking about like, man, he's been back there a long time. What's he doing? <laughs> that's why you have the ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Distraction um, town. <laughs> but dude, so um, so so if you could give me the short history of it, when when Delta Eight became legal and accepted uh at least in my experience um it to me has the same effect you know i i don't partake in cannabis use a lot um but (laughs) i have uh you know it's like dude you go to like you know shout out to vineyard or any of these other places you can go to you know get anything they have all these delta eight products you know pre-rolls or drinks or you know whatever and um, we actually had uh, the name is escaping me right now. We had another company reach out that that gave us some stuff. Doctor Doctor Dank. Dank. Weatherford. Oh yeah, Weatherford. Weatherford. Yeah. So shout out to Weatherford. They gave us some stuff that we tried. And I was like, dude, I'm feeling the same effects as if I would anything else. And maybe I'm just a novice and I don't, you know, use cannabis a bunch. But I don't fully understand the difference between Delta Nine or Delta Eight. And to me, I was just like, dude. This stuff's readily readily available everywhere, you know, in all different forms: edibles, drinks, pre rolls, vapes, you name it. So, can you kind of explain to anyone that may not know, myself included, what the difference is um, in those products? Yeah, be glad to. Also, shout out to Weatherford. I did know those guys. Um, they do a lot of. Uh, if you go to Or, uh, you can see a lot of their products there. Um, yeah, they've got a grow here in town. It's an indoor grow, and it's really nice. And you can buy like flour, and you can buy all kinds. Of, yeah. It's just like, dude. And to the untrained eye, I'm like, to the. I mean, it used, what? we got it right here. It's everywhere. Like, who cares? A Delta Eight joint. It smells like the real thing. Yeah, man. And so it's that's what it's I'm pretty saying. wild. That's they like, got we're babes. in Alabama, the most like, dude. We're ten years behind 
every other, you know, state I as mean, far as like the reckoning, 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 I can't talk. Yeah, um, I mean, I tried to say it before it becomes there. legal here. You know, we'll be like the last state uh, in the union before. Uh, oh, I mean, it I, becomes fully legal. It makes here. me so sad. Like, l- let's legalize it and let's tax it. Like, let's do that. Yes, I am completely supportive of that. Uh, and shout out to uh, uh, Skeevco. They actually partner with Yellowhammer Creative, and they have a really rad shirt. And I'll put that in the video. It's like Legalize Alabama. Oh, yeah. Have you seen seen that? The yellow one? Yeah. Well, they have a bunch, and actually Woodfin was wearing one, which is really cool. Oh, dang. Yeah, on 420, he posted um, a picture in it. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, I can agree with Woodfin on something. Yeah, no, man. (laughs) Dude, I love Woodfin. And uh, so he was wearing that shirt, but our buddy uh, uh, who does the Skeevco thing, he actually did that same print on these, like, rad, like, tie-dye shirts. Uh, it's not tie-dye. He would kill me if he heard me say that. Mm-hmm. Bleach, bro. Yeah. Dude, it's uh, chroma-dye. Chroma-dye. It's chroma-dye. And um, so, yeah, he has these cool shirts. I'll put a picture for anybody listening. Check it out. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of interrupted. But if you could explain the difference between, <laughs> like, yeah, I was the deltas. Like, like, yeah, Weatherford's awesome. You should talk to Payne. He's an attorney. I know. He's I know. I might as well be high. Get and Lucas on I, here, I smoked man, a pre-roll before we got rolling. <laughs> I was like, dude. All right. So. 2018 Farm Bill. It's a federal bill that legalized. It essentially created a legal definition of hemp and marijuana. Like I said, they're both cannabis. It smells the same, looks the same. The only difference is THC content. So 0.3% or less is hemp. 0.31% or more is marijuana. Marijuana is illegal. Hemp is not illegal. Um, But before 2018, hemp was illegal. You could not grow hemp. It was illegal. I think. But then... So the 2018 Farm Bill made that distinction, and Alabama started letting people grow hemp. I don't know how many licenses they gave out, but you had to like apply. It's a very thorough, vetted process. Um, and so people started growing hemp. People have been spending, like, I mean, I'd say millions of dollars to get this industry going. Uh, until 2019... Alabama law had THC as a Schedule One drug, though. So the same as heroin, same as meth, PCP. Wow. So any THC was illegal. So people were... Any. S- any, any. Any. Any micro amount. The Alabama law conflicted with the federal law. So federal law said 0.3% or less was legal. Alabama's law said zero tolerance. 0.0% is what's legal. So anybody that was selling it before then was technically breaking the law, but who can enforce that? The Board of Pharmacy can enforce me, and so we couldn't sell CBD that had THC in it until June 2019. Governor Ivey signed a bill making Alabama law match federal law, so it legalized THC from hemp in 0.3% or less concentration. So some pharmacies sold it. They just asked forgiveness instead of permission. I asked permission, and the board said no. I asked. They said no. I asked. They said no. So this is after you started Crestwood. It's after I started Crestwood. You I got the soda to fountain it. going. You're like, I want to sell this stuff so bad. Like, and it's like not legal in Alabama yet. Yeah. And yeah. so the board's like, no, leave us alone. Stop beating a dead horse. We'll tell you when you can sell it. And it's just because THC was listed as Schedule One drug. Um, once Ivy signed that law, the board's like, okay, you can sell it now. And so we started selling CBD. That's crazy. Ivy, Ivy signed that in. Well, I mean, because it's not, it's it's not enough to get you high at 0.3% unless you make you a heavy enough, enough gummy. smoke enough of it. Yeah, unless Dude, you have unless a you... big enough gummy. Okay. We'll get there. That's what okay, I'm okay. saying. Like the milligrams. Okay, that's – okay. All yeah, right. I don't so, want to interrupt. So then 
the 2018 Farm Bill also had some like fine print that people didn't read, and we're a little slow here, so we didn't get onto the scene <laughs> until later. But like it legalized isomers of CBD, which an isomer is like the same exact like chemical makeup, just rearranged in a different way. And so like CBD and THC have this, it's like all made up of the same thing. Everything's just rearranged. And so if you have an isomer CBD that's hemp derived, it's legal. If it's naturally occurring in the plant and it's hemp derived and it's an isomer CBD, it's legal. So Delta 8 THC is an isomer of CBD. You can convert CBD to Delta 8 THC and it's legal. Okay. You cannot convert Delta 9 THC, which is active ingredient marijuana. It's the only thing that's regulated. If you convert Delta 9 THC from marijuana into Delta 8 THC, not legal. Can't so the that. source matters. So the source matters. Okay. So the source matters. It's got to be hemp derived and it's got to be 0.3% Delta 9 THC or less to be legal. So Delta 8, it's an isomer Delta 9. It's an isomer CBD. It's like weed light, 50 to 80% potency. People are calling it weed light. Weed, weed light. light. Okay. So. 50 to 80% potency of Delta 9 THC. So people have done Delta 9, smoked weed, didn't like it, ate brownies, didn't like it, too anxious, too paranoid. There's less of that with Delta 8. So people that had that experience with Delta 9 tend to like Delta 8 a little better because it's a little more chill. It's mellow. Yeah. Okay. It's not quite as intense. And that's the way it was kind of marketed to me, at least now when you they were can, explaining. If you take enough. You I was about to say. You can get you know, there. You drink a 24-pack of Bud Light, yeah, it's about the gonna, same as chugging a bottle of Jaeger. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's, I mean, you can take enough to get too high and to get yeah. paranoid. And yeah. so, that's kind of a rundown on Delta 8 and Delta 9. Now, why we have Delta 9 on the shelf right now legally is because it's hemp-derived and it's 0.3% or less. Yeah. So, make a heavy enough chocolate bar, make a heavy enough gummy, and you can have a legal dose. So, if you go to Colorado and you went to a dispensary, it's in 10 milligram increments. So, if you've got a chocolate bar that's 100 milligrams, it's going to be 10 pieces. If you buy a thing of gummies, they're going to be in 10 milligram increments of Delta 9 THC. Del- Delta 9, okay. But you can still sell it as the whole bag. Yeah, so you can still buy the whole bar. thing. It's just like, all right, only take one at a time. It's, on the, it's up to you. It's it's up and up they have the, the little icon, you know, because we went to Colorado. and uh, Or no, we went to uh, Portland. Same kind of similar situation. And on all the products, we went to a dispensary, and we are kind of checking it out. It's the first time ever being in a dispensary. I was like, whoa, this is neat. Yeah, it's And awesome. they were showing us all these things, and they have the little, I don't know if it's, like, been generalized across the whole market, but they had these little icons on the bottom that had, like, a red, it's like a red square with, like, a cannabis point. plant next, or an exclamation point or something. Yeah. And it lets you know it's ahead THC. of time, hey, there is THC yes. in this. It's not just a CBD product or whatever. Yeah, if you notice, I don't know if you've seen Weatherford's gummies, they've got that. Yeah. Imprint on their gummy. Oh, okay. No, so I like, haven't. I haven't seen If that. you take a gummy out of the package, it's got like the triangle with an exclamation point in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like that is pretty standard across the board. Like warning, this is not just a soda. Right. This right. is going to light you up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. But going back to like the milligrams like oh, that yeah. you get. So make a heavy enough chocolate or gummy. You can have a regular dose. Um, like we have some gummies right now, they weigh three and a half grams. Do the math; it allows up to ten and a half milligrams of THC. So we got ten. So you milligram. just compact it into one small package. Yeah. So I mean, the gummies are like this big. It's, <laughs> it's got. Like... I mean, it's a good size gummy. Sure. Um, 
But it's got 10 milligrams in it. It's the same thing as what you get in Colorado. 10 milligrams of, of Delta, 9, Delta 9 THC. Yes. And so that's the loophole of how you're able to get it in there. Some people call it a loophole. Some people <laughs> or is that the wrong terminology? Or that's just how it's written? Some people say it's a loophole. Some people say that's just how the law was written. Okay. So, because I have seen, scrolling through, and, and uh, Katie, if you back up one, uh, there were some products on your page, and we'll get into the Beham Farm, uh, Beham Botanicals here in a second. But if you scroll down, maybe it wasn't on this. I think page. it was up. Is the you talking about the Delta Nine? The Delta Nine, yeah, yeah it was clearly written. Yeah, oh, it yeah. is. And I mean, what gives me the confidence to yeah, sell we'll these products later. is we're not just selling Alabama stuff. We just added another brand that's from North Carolina, and we came across their product on the internet, like. We're not the only ones interpreting the law this way. Yeah. Uh, Katie, if you'll click on that photo in the middle right there. Uh, I just want to – no, no, to down one, down one. Well, no, 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 that was a good one. Um, sorry. But right there in the middle, yeah, you have the triangle with the 9-THC. Yeah, that's and the new so, brand. from my limited understanding – That's the 10-milligram like, gummies. I was like, dude, this is like Delta 9-THC. Like, this is what you find in, like, the states where it's, like – That's what I know, Recreational, I legal – So are you taking those in the morning with, like, your <laughs> – your with your morning coffee <laughs> I'm multivitamins that would be considered working impaired it'd be oh. like going to work drinking so i save those for after work that's what i had right before. we're at the time of this recording taylor is not he's off hours it's 7 15 yeah but yeah i ate one of those uh blue ones right before i walked in here okay so it's probably that, kicking in but it's cool that that's how that's how it works because i was like dude we're in like alabama how am i seeing delta nine written on this bottle I don't understand how this is legal. Well, I see you dancing around in a field of green, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> did I miss something? You know, like, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, it is just the way that the law was written. It was the combination of 2018 Farm Bill, and then I don't know the name of the bill Ivy signed in 2019 that legalized this. The Board of Pharmacy tried to get it banned last August. They wrote a letter to the DEA asking the DEA to make Delta 8 THC controlled substance. The DEA wrote back one month later and said, no, this is why it's legal. Yeah. And the last paragraph on that letter to the DEA, did I just do something? No, no I think I, he I, I smacked the mic. The, mic yeah. um, the last paragraph on that letter talks about Delta 9, and it just lays it out as plain as day. So since that letter has come out, it's made its rounds on the Internet, and that's why we're seeing this sort of thing, because it's clarifying from the DEA, the from authority the, DEA, yeah. the authority on controlled substances. They're like, Delta 8's cool, as long as it's hemp-derived and not synthetic. Like, there's some, like, rules, but as long as it's, like, naturally derived and from the plant and not just like made in the lab completely from scratch. And as long as Delta nine is 0.3% or less total weight, it's cool. Whoa. That's at least the interpretation for now. So you can't smoke, you can't have smokables. Can't smokables of Delta nine because there's not enough THC. Like the ratio wouldn't work. The percentage wouldn't work. And then okay. you can't have the vape. It'd be too concentrated. So you'd be way over the 0.3%. So it only the works in like an edible form. Pretty much on the edible because you can get some weight I got on you. that gummy. Okay. Because mm. if you had a bud, like one gram bud. It's not going to work out. The math Yeah, the work. math yeah. doesn't work. It'd be illegal. I got you. To have enough to get high. But okay. you make a three and a half gram gummy. Okay. I mean, there's the well, math. There there, yeah, there's, there's the, the math. There's man. the math right there. That's I'm learning something, man. Yeah. From what I've read on the internet, 3.5 grams is one eighth of an ounce. And... <laughs> 10 milligrams of THC and one-eighth of an ounce is not that much, sounds like. All right, mm. so so what are the products that we're looking at here in this photo? This is uh, 
I'm trying to read it. CBDMD. Yeah, is that, that the name of the company? Yeah, it's a great name. And then I see some Deep Creek stuff over there too. Dry so, Creek. Dry Creek. Yeah, I was about to say Deep Creek. Deep Creek is uh, like John ain't John, singing. Yeah, herbs. shout out to John Tubbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and then oh. Terrebonne, those green bottles up top. Uh, shout out to Terrebonne. That's uh, another. It's like a cousin of Weatherford. So okay. just their therapeutic line. Um, owned by the same oh, company. You're getting all fancy on me now. Therapeutic yeah, line. well, I got to give a shout out for a couple reasons. One is the Birmingham company. Two, I formulated those capsules for them. There's four capsules. They're designed to treat certain things, but that's what those are. That's where that compounding knowledge yeah. is coming in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't make them. They sent them all to be made. So they had the the making and packaging outsourced because they're soft gels. So it'd be like a ibuprofen soft gel. Yeah. Um. And then Dry Creek, we got some gummies, lotions, and then CBMD. But so, yeah, Terrebonne. Cool. Do you guys sell what Weatherford yes. at your shop? Okay. Yeah, we sell Weatherford. We don't have any. We do have some Doctor Dank. Doctor Dank has. We currently have their suckers. They make it all, man. Yeah, their sodas. We're too much. Hundred milligrams is too much. That is a lot. a lot. Yeah, dude. So we don't have their sodas. We got black water from Weatherford. We got the gummies, the chocolates, Terrebonne, and then some of the Doctor Dank suckers. And then the white water is like the CBD soda right. thing, yeah. non-intoxicating okay. CBD seltzer. I, I dig the CBD stuff, man. Um, my thing is, as I got older, you know, it just seemed like the way THC affected me wasn't as fun anymore. And uh, I've listened to some other podcasts. And I've even been to a concert where, like, uh, I think one of the last Sloss Fests, not Furnace Fest, but Sloss Fest that happened, we were there watching a band, and, like, people are just blazing up in the audience and stuff. He was like, how many people are here smoking having a good time? He's like, dude, I can't do it. It just gives me anxiety. And I feel like I'm the same way. Like, I don't know. At some point, going from a teenager to a young adult to an adult, it just – affected me differently as oh, i got man, older we're adults now i guess Oof. so i guess so but um it just, say, just increased my anxiety and i just didn't enjoy it like i used to you know um, maybe i just have more on my mind now but i don't know i think a couple things to that i think sorry my stomach is growling like a mug i don't know if y'all can hear all it. i hear Mine is this fridge too. running in the background so hopefully that's not can picking up in the mics yes yeah what you want uh let me have a trim tab um I mean, some people just ain't going to drive with weed, you know? So there's that. Like, some people might not just like it. it might sure. And then there's people that don't drive with alcohol. Yeah. yeah. But then I'd say, too, like, first of all, we live in Alabama, so you get what you can get. You don't, It's not like you can go to the dispensary and pick. So I think... I got a pharmacist sitting right in front well, of me, man. I need you to help me well, I discover think, what I like. Yeah, I think, like, you could maybe find something you liked better. And okay. so, like, maybe you're an Indica guy. Maybe, and you've only got sativas, or the last time you got sativa. See, and okay. All right. And then there's even like variations within that. That's the problem of choice. There's too much out there, you know, like we have too much to choose from. There's too much going on. And, you know, I've watched some documentaries and stuff on it, and it's like people want higher and higher and higher uh, doses and, and stronger and stronger and stronger uh, products. And you have some of the some of the older dudes that are like, man, where's the mellow stuff? You know, like I, I see some of these guys that are smoking like it's like this resin, and they're doing it in like a glass bomb, oh, the wax stuff, and they're doing the wax, and they're like that's superheating so, it with a blue torch, and it's so intense, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, that is like on another level, dude. Like, yeah. who wants something that 
that strong. Somebody that smokes blood. a lot. Somebody that smokes Somebody a lot or has a, a high lot. tolerance. Yes. So smokes Which, all the time. Yeah. And so it's just like, one, I'm scared that I'm going to take something that's going to just send me way over the edge because it's way too strong. Well, or two. That's the problem with edibles. Is it's like too intense for too long. Yes. So they come on slow. Like smoking's good. Because it's like an instant, and it's, you can tell, like, yeah, okay, I don't need I more. need to stop. I need to stop. Um, and it's a shorter duration, so it's not going to last as long. An edible, it's going to take an hour to kick in, maybe an hour and a half, and then you're going to be stuck with it for, like, six. And the classic edible problem is people take it, and they don't feel it for an hour, so they take another take one. Take more. And then they're just, like, melting into the couch for six or seven hours, and that yeah. sucks. I've got a story, but yeah. So I think what I tell everybody, and I ask them, like, when's the last time you smoked, like, What's your experience with this? Start low, go slow. And if you are new to it, like start even lower. Like take less than you think. I'd rather you not feel anything the first time than to feel too much. Yeah. Because then you're never going to do it again. You wasted $30. Mm. It's a terrible experience. Yeah, it's awful. I've done it before. So do I have to come in your store, conjured up a story why I can't see in the dark, why I need these gummies, or can I just come in and buy them? I want those. Yeah. That's that's that easy? Okay. Uh, my okay. back hurts. Oh, I got I, a, I got a big toenail that's hurting. I need yeah. some, I need some Don't, Delta Nine right, gummies. Right. <laughs> Don't care. That's thirty two ninety nine. Just kidding. Okay, well, let's get it done. I do care. So when did this become a thing? And maybe you already said that. So Delta after twenty eighteen. I mean, yeah, I mean it was legal in two thousand eighteen. We we're a little slow, so probably okay. like I heard about it. But when did the letter thing? came out Is when they said hey we want to oh yeah. that was last september last september, september 21 oh, oh wow so, so farm bill legalized in 18 ivy legalized alabama in 19 and then at that point all the isomers were legal but we didn't hear about them until like maybe october of that year maybe october 20 okay um, did you guys, being a pharmacy, do you have people reaching out to you like, oh, dude, we got this product or we got that product or people from maybe out of state, like companies that are wanting to expand? Because you mentioned earlier that the market has become saturated. Prices have come down. Everybody's trying to get in on the weed game. Yeah. Well, yeah. You also, know. are you competing with like vape shops and smoke shops who are also selling? Vape shops, smoke shops, gas stations. I mean, it's everywhere. The first two dispensaries in yeah. town. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, we do get people reaching out to us to sell stuff. Uh, it's mostly like hemp companies, and so they got a variety of products. Like they have a hemp farm, and so it's kind of like Dry Creek. They have the farm, they grow the plant, and they also have a bunch of products. So we have like people reaching out, but there's no reason to have duplicates. The reason we carry everybody is because they kind of like do a few things differently. Yeah, and have special products. But so on the Dry Creek thing, is there anybody else in Alabama that's doing what they're doing? Are they the only ones, or are there other other I mean, farms that are also I mean, competing think, for your business? I think Weatherford because they, well, Weatherford, yeah, that's got the true. Farm. Um, there's another one I've come across on the internet, but I don't remember. Now, where does Weatherford grow? Are they growing in town, or do they have they something are, are they in that building? <laughs> Can we talk about that? Is that? I don't know. I don't know like what they want people to know, but it is grown in town inside. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think I they had, like, like, a garden outside. Near here. Behind moms <laughs> or something. I thought John talked about it, though. Like, they call it the... Uh, we World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's, like, hidden knowledge. You don't think they I grow, don't grow just, downstairs? But I was like, dude, well, if I went... If it's not common knowledge, if, it is, if it's not common knowledge, you can edit it out. But it's right next to mom's basement. Yeah, yeah okay. It's, it's yeah. underneath. No, that's totally going in. Um, because they reached out to us, and uh, they gave us some products. They were like, hey, we like your podcast. You know, mention our stuff on your show. 
We did that a while back, and they actually gave me a small tour. But all the stuff that I saw inside, I didn't see any kind of like grow facility. It was all like, hey, this is where we do the do our canning. This is oh, where we wow. make our edible stuff here. It's, you know. Yeah, they got like, they got a whole room for that. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, that's neat. They left those doors shut when you came by. Yeah, they were like, no, nah, we're not letting them into the vault. Well, <laughs> I think it does have something to do. I mean, like the plants and light cycles and stuff like that. So if it was closed because the plants need to be in the dark and not be in space. That's to light, a fair point. Like, yeah. That's probably what it was. Cause I've been over there before and got near the door and they're like, Hey, Ooh. don't touch it. I'm like, hey, like I know you, I'm not doing anything. Like, Ruin the crop. I, I'm not doing anything. Ruin the crop. He opened the door. So we got a, we got a bad crop this year. So I mean, just, Taylor's fault. It, it, they're precise. Okay. So, but, um, yeah, I don't really know anybody else in Alabama. There's plenty of hemp farmers. Some people grow it for flour. Some people grow it and sell it. Some people make their own products. So does Dry Creek do all of it, or they just specialize in like? Yeah, they do all of it. They do all of it. Okay, they can do anything. Well, dude, that's mm. awesome, man. I didn't realize that was uh, right here in our backyard. That's cool. Well, I guess not in our backyard, but I mean, it's like, not far. It's not far. Okay. Can I just go have a photo sesh? I've never been in a, in a mm -mm. facility like that. No, do they just allow you like tours? They have fences and signs and cameras. Sure. Fair enough. Do I would not, imagine it is a not go it there. is not an easy facility to get into. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, just because it looks and smells like marijuana, somebody might come and cut it and take it. So, but it's actually not. It's not as strong. And you would yeah. be wasting it to go smoke it. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. Anyway. Well, well, cool. Well, we have we have two different pages here. We have Beham RX and then Beham Botanical. Are they two separate? So we just started Beham Botanicals to like sell the weed stuff. Okay. I mean, it's just like, it's like weed specific. I mean, hemp <laughs> hemp specific. specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's hemp specific where Beham RX is like, we're not going to be in your face with a C with the THC stuff, but Beham Botanicals, like that's what it's about. But it's all under the same roof. Yeah. It's same, all the same, same place. Location. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. It's just. That's smart. Normal. Yeah. Click on that, that photo with him in uh, the, uh, magical raincoat there oh what? see that's 420 that's the legalized alabama shirt yeah yeah he's wearing it yeah that's cool um but yeah i saw this photo and i was like dude i gotta have this guy on the podcast this is awesome <laughs> so that's like he's running a pharmacy right off the street from our house this is so cool that's my white coat <laughs> uh, my sister got that for me when i was in pharmacy school dude that's, that's so awesome good. man dress code at crestwood pharmacy is uh very chill hey look i, I had shoes it. on that day <laughs> you know me in flops yeah yeah it's hot man but dude, that must be so cool as like a small business owner, you know, getting to do your own thing is even as like mundane as like getting to pick how you dress versus like working at like, you know, CVS or something like that. It's probably very well, wear a tie, wear, wear a tie, white coat, white wear coat. these certain shoes. Yeah. Like, That's a drag. Yeah. Yeah. But with its own challenges comes running a small business, you know, on your own. And I, I mostly see you pretty much every time I'm in there, like you're always there. So we are um, committed. You are committed. Are you guys open? What are your hours? What do you? What? How many days a week are you guys open? Six. Six days a week. Monday through Friday, nine to six. Except Tuesday, we open at ten because we have a business meeting every Tuesday morning. Saturday, okay. nine to three. And then Sunday, you get to just chill out. Yeah. Otherwise, you're always working, my friend. It sounds yeah. like yeah. We're working on doing that less. I hear you. Well, dude. Uh, well, hopefully, business has been good. Um, I was kind of going back through your social media during the height of COVID. Looks like you guys were doing the little home test kits and stuff for COVID-19, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, pre, you know, 
post-COVID, at least for now, until the next variant comes out. Um, how have things been at the shop? Five. Yeah, I know it's never ending. We're it's gonna never, live. Yeah. We're gonna live with COVID for the rest of our lives. Like, Here to stay, people. It's, it's like the flu. You know. What yeah. I, mean? I just hope everybody like mellows out to it. It's like it's not that big a deal. Are y'all ready for monkeypox though? No, monkeypox. I, I just I'm like burying my head in the sand when it comes to monkeypox. I don't like want to hear anything I'm about like, it. Shut up. I don't want to hear about it. I don't shut care. Up. Like We're I'm not, not even. Again. I'm not getting on the monkeypox train. I'm not anyway. learning about it. I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah. Tired. So uh, once you guys got open and started doing the soda fountain and the ice cream thing, did you find that that was kind of a cool? niche thing was that working to like bring people in it's like oh this is cool soda parlors are cool man yeah dude i mean i think uh, i don't know more of a family-friendly environment it's like yeah hey, let's I take the kids just, and go get some ice cream it, it's something i love and it's something that i wanted to do from the beginning and i was not willing to compromise on it and so but are you the one scooping ice cream so if i come in there it's busy sometimes and i'm like hey i need my medication i need my uh pseudofed and i need a scoop of uh rocky road yeah. on a cone <laughs> you're like dude really got you <laughs> Can I come over there and scoop ice cream? sprinkle the medication on top <laughs> it's just gonna take me some time because i'm here by myself because i'm an idiot and think i can do more than i actually can yeah but yes that is likely that that would happen okay especially on a saturday but we're at, like i said we're working on it. We're working on getting more people hired, and we're working on me taking some more off days. That's I hear right. it. But is that like a, a common reason that people come in? I guess has the gimmick worked? Do you people come in expecting, I want a, a Dr. Pepper float? Well, or yeah. I want the, so the, are just... the ice cream. Thing, yeah, I mean. Because I don't think I've ever had your ice cream. I'm going to go ahead and admit. But I need to gosh, check it out. I Dude, I'm sorry. Some. Um but next time I'm there, because every time I come in, I'm like, dude, he's busy, and there's usually a line. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people there getting their meds filled, and I'm just like, I just want to, I don't want to waste his time. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, I'm there for you for whatever you need. If you need ice cream, then I'll be your guy. All right. You walked into his business, but yeah, you feel please. bad. Well, there's nobody else in that shop there that's selling ice cream. So yeah, especially please. during the summer months, I guess you guys well, will pick up. Yeah. Well, summer's always been weird. It's not as busy. But, really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe that'll change this year. Because COVID was pretty slow the last couple of years, but this past year has been like the Friday after school rush has been wild. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we're there and it is not a sign that says fountain closed, I'm not too busy to scoop ice cream. Hmm. Cool. And, I mean, we, we just hired like three or four people, five people. So oh, it sounds like a rad place I'll to I'll be a work. little le- spread less thin. So are you the only licensed pharmacist? there i mean like if i wanted to apply at a pharmacy your pharmacy any pharmacy anybody out there listening um what skills do you need to have to go work at a pharmacy you know like it like i guess my question is if you have a a running pharmacy where you're slinging drugs do you just need one licensed pharmacist on staff and everybody else can just be like a go-getter like high school students or whatever You, you know what i mean you just have to be registered with the board of pharmacies at tech Okay. So, I mean, now the t- the board has changed some rules and you got to do you got to pass a test, maybe take a class, maybe the class is required, but you got to at least pass a test. So, people that apply to come work oh, gosh, for you I'm have to have I'm that. supposed to know this answer. Is it harder than becoming a real estate agent online? Is it harder I than I think that would probably be harder than the pharmacy tech certification oh, test. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I got certified probably when I was an undergrad because I knew I wanted to be a pharmacist and 
you get like a little raise with the chains to do that. Sure. Um, Cause then you can actually math, go touch the drugs. It's and some actually... pharmacy stuff. I mean, you got to know drug names and do a little math and stuff. And so it's just like a step up from just like it used to be when I started here's 60 bucks. I'm a tech now. Oh, okay. But like, yes, there are skills that a tech would have. And really it's just pharmacy experience. You need to know how pharmacy operates. Which, be... I mean, you got to get experience by working at a pharmacy. Yeah. yeah so, um, so can a pharmacy tech fill prescriptions or is that solely, what can you do that a pharmacy tech can't do? Anything that requires professional judgment. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, check prescriptions, the final verification, drug interactions. So you look at every prescription counseling. before it goes out the door. Yes. A pharmacist okay. has to look at every prescription. So looking at what the doctor wrote, what got put on the label, what the tech put in the bottle. Yeah. What's in the bottle. What are the drug interactions? That sort of thing. Hmm. Dude. Well, if somebody has like an adverse reaction, is that on you? Is that on the doctor? It's going to be on the that... doctor because the doctor prescribed it. Yeah. That's what I would think. I mean, it's same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's definitely some responsibility. The pharmacist there, Yeah, but that's why counseling is important. So do you have a lot of that? Like people that come directly to you like, Oh, I have this rash or I have headaches or whatever. Oh, like that just bypass the doctor altogether. And like, I got a pharmacy right here. I'll go talk to Taylor. He'll help. I mean, help me out. That know? is the beauty of community pharmacy, and that is that community feels. I would I say that go... you wouldn't do that at Walmart. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Like Walmart right. and Walgreens are community pharmacies, but that's the beauty of community pharmacy. The way that I want to do it is making myself accessible to my patients. Yeah, man. So like, even if I'm grumpy, even if I'm busy, I'm there to answer your questions. I might not be like bubbly but i'm gonna be nice and i'm gonna tell you what you need to know yeah i might be in a hurry to go answer the phone but like i'm gonna tell you what you need to know and if i don't know i'll find out so if i don't so, have some life-threatening illness like i just have a headache if you need to call or my arm is hurting you. Or, you know something like that was like dude i don't want to go to the doctor but man i can go see my buddy taylor and he might be able to like oh yeah you have tendonitis you need this advil some CBD. or you need some cbd yeah so you know a lot about the community then <laughs> he knows okay, all the okay, dark okay, secrets okay. right now. All right, well, can't cross that line. Can't cross yeah. that line. But still, that is kind of cool. So uh, yes, I mean that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, come see me before you spend. I mean, I'm the most accessible healthcare provider in the community. You can come talk to me there for it free. Is. Yeah, you can come talk to me for free. There's no copay. Like, and you get some here. ice cream. Yeah, that's and cool. a cup of coffee. So these first five years, would you do anything different? Would you go back and change anything? Or have you en oh, enjoyed gosh. this ride? Any any lessons learned? Oh my gosh, that's we don't have enough time for those. <laughs> Look, um, if you could hit some of the highlights. I mean, ask for more money from the beginning, first of all. Uh, well, it looks like you guys are keeping your head above water, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, no, I don't know. I don't see the numbers. It. No, we're making it. I mean, it's like we're finally making it. Do you feel like popularity's grown or your client base has grown yeah. over the years? Yeah, more yeah. of a reliable customer base. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got good customers. That's for sure. Crestwood's good. They're loyal. Sweet. We just like some of them are too loyal and they're loyal to like Crestline and Harbin. <laughs> and so I see those delivery trucks over here all the time. So got to figure that out. Are those the uh, competing pharmacies <laughs> yeah. that you're shouting out right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. They're in Mountain Brook. Uh, oh, Mountain Brook. Come on. They've yeah. been around forever and they've got delivery drivers. So the people that have just been using them forever still use them. Mm. No matter where they go. Yeah. Yeah. Delivery. You guys gonna hire delivery drivers anytime? No. 
We we do that's free phase delivery. three of the business. We do free delivery every day, but we don't have a driver. Okay. Uh, Tyler, my business partner, comes in and does deliveries every weekday. And if there's something on Saturday, I just take it after we close. Yeah. What's the dynamic between you and your business partner? Because, like I said, it seems to me, both on social media and in store, you're the guy that I see most of the time. Um, when you guys started this business, is he a pharmacist or is he he's just not, a local entrepreneur that was? He's not a pharmacist, and that's why you don't see him because he doesn't have to be at the store. Right. Like a pharmacist has to be at the store. I'm a pharmacist. I got to be there. So um, he comes in, does deliveries. He like does business planning. Like I said, we meet every week. We have quarterly meetings, yearly like planning meetings. Uh, he pays all the bills. Helps with hiring. Yeah, so you're just there chilling, slinging drugs, eating ice I mean, cream. I'm there being you know, a pharmacist. Yeah, I'm dude. there being a pharmacist. And then we meet, and he drives all that. Well, that seems yeah. like a fun job, man. That I mean, I cool. definitely would have tanked it already without him. <laughs> because I'd, like, miss some payments on something or something yeah. like that. Like, I, yeah, I, get, I, I give it all to the store. I can't, I can't, like, do that stuff on the side. Well, shout out to him for keeping you guys afloat, and, yeah. and for all that you're doing, man. It's it's really cool, and um, yeah, it's it's rad to talk about pharmacy stuff, having absolutely no idea how pharmacies run or work. I mean, or we're flow. learning. We're learning every day. <laughs> we thought we thought we knew. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best going forward in the future. Any major plans going forward? You just kind of keep on steaming ahead. Oh, uh, I mean, I think we're gonna do some coffee stuff. Yeah, because you mentioned earlier you had grand plans of doing. Did you mention something? Okay, I missed. Um, you had grand plans of doing like a coffee thing, and and you guys sell coffee, uh, and you sell all kinds of products. Yeah, you know, yeah, we have hot coffee and cold coffee, and then with the coffee shop closing, we might start doing espresso. The coffee shop closed. Is yes. this your coffee shop that closed? No, Crestwood Coffee. Crestwood, Crestwood Coffee closed. Yeah. No, oh, dude. <laughs> Is going. that what you were saying? R.I.P. We were talking you about You said it something before. a second ago. Did I miss it? Yeah. yeah, before the podcast started, we were talking about how Crestwood Coffee's gone. R.I.P., man. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Opportunity. Yeah. And they had been there R. for R. like R. 11 for sure. years, dude, oh, right? Longer than that. I think closer to 20. Jeez. Wow. Okay, well, it shows you how often I went there. I guess I'm part yeah. of the problem. <laughs> I mean, I hate it for them, but I do see an opportunity. And so... Okay. Might see in some... Do some espresso. Do some, like, snacks. Barista pharmacist. Eventually, I am not doing that. <laughs> I got to draw the line. <laughs> Barista I would pharmacist. Love to, but I cannot do anything else. Like, uh, I'd love to know how to pull a shot. I do not know how. Well, dude, just set up a little coffee station on the side. Just hot pour where people can just. That or the. You don't want that. Well, yeah, because then they can burn themselves and you can treat it while you. No. While there. no. Uh, and then get sued. No. No. Well, no. 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 You can just have like a like a coffee pot. Just give them a gummy. Just going. Just like a hot it. coffee pot. And maybe some like a microwave and some little uh, microwave burritos or something. Dude, I <laughs> come in there. Burritos? Yeah, dude, like little breakfast burritos or something. Yeah, it's a we'll, great idea. We'll do better than a microwavable burrito. Oh my god! But if you had it your way, would you? Uh, you said you might start offering some espresso or something along the lines of like people just coming in to get their morning fix. I mean, that's the plan is to do something like that and have some snacks, scones, muffins, cookies. I mean, eventually sandwiches. It looks like you guys have the space. Anybody that's been in there, you know, you have like the main counter as soon as you walk in, but then to the left side, that's where like the ice cream soda counter is. You know, it's a pretty good size space. I could totally see you guys doing like a small coffee 
thing, you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I what don't happens. know. But it sounds like the biggest challenge it. would be like staffing and just yeah. making sure that people actually do it. So, how hard has that been? Um, you know, just trying to plan this podcast and, and get you on here. Obviously, you're working long hours and uh, doing a lot. Has it been hard to find people or keep staff or, or keep people on board? You know, that are working there, or just find new people to match the hours. I guess because you guys are open six days a week. Yeah. I think it was just slow to get going, um, slow to get going this round, but now i got a bunch of applicants. So, I mean, less pharmacy applicants, most of the people were for the front. I got a spot that I could fill in the pharmacy, um, but it's been good, and it's just a little slow to get started, but now we got, like, the most applicants we've ever had and the best applicants we've ever had. Do you think it's due to, like, just the summer – you know, people, probably yeah. You know, people were busy. Know. I think a lot of the younger kids were finishing school for the year, and so they were just kind of. I need a summer job. I need something yeah. To do. Now I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I need something to do. Mm. Well, dude. Uh, well, this has been cool. It's Gosh, been I hope I didn't bore you all to death. No, dude, it's been interesting. <laughs> and um, so do I you didn't even s- teach you how to count by fives? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. That's what 20, I'm saying. 20, so is your pharmacy tech back there the one counting out prescriptions, and you just give it a good shake? That eh, sounds like twenty pills. We're good. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that exactly. yeah, it was like when you're when you're just overloaded. And you're just like, ah, uh, that. Yeah. No, we count everything. That looks right. We count everything, and but yes, other people count, and I trust them to count what okay. they told me that they count. You haven't had any phone calls like I have three. I'm short three oh, pills. Or, yeah, I mean sometimes like we're used to going to thirty, so somebody if needs ninety, we might forget and stop at thirty. Okay. Or I've dispensed ninety instead of thirty before. Whoa. So. Like, whoo, I hit the jackpot, yeah. baby. Yeah, dude, lots of allergy medicine. <laughs> yeah, dude. But my leg is healed, but I got two more months of fun you know, planned or whatever. Luckily, people are nice and they tell you, like, hey, you didn't charge me enough. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so nice. Oh, wow. Well, that's the community feeling Crestwood, man. That's that awesome. Crestwood. That's a good place to be, you know. And uh, Crestwood is the best wood, as they say. That's the first time I've heard that. That's cool. Well, we're uh, happy to have uh, discovered your business and well, thank you. happy to be patrons there. And we hope anybody listening, if you're looking for a pharmacist or looking for a place to get your meds filled or a place to get ice cream or a place to get your Delta 9 on or whatever else or you got going. Or CBD. Or, or CBD. Whatever you need. Uh, go hit up my boy Taylor. Uh, you might catch him in this awesome tie-dye uh, pharmacy jacket that he's got. First of any I've ever seen. Flip flops, really cool. uh, flip flops. Yeah, man, you're you're the very I you're the chillest to class it up. You're the, you're you the chillest pharmacist I've ever met, and uh, we appreciate your time to come sit down and talk with us. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, this was cool. Any other big plans for the pharmacy before we let you go that we need to know about, or if anybody wanted to find you that's been listening, how what's the best place, best way to reach out to you guys? Um, Instagram, BHamRX. And then, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, it, we're man. on we're on the internet. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, I don't know. Like, phone number is two zero five five six four zero four two nine. Call me, dude. Um, like, I don't know. My name's Taylor. The gummies kicking in, man. Like, dude, you'll figure it out, man. Yeah, don't like, worry about it. <laughs> just remember BHAMRX. BHAMRX. That's all you. That is a cool tag. That is a cool name. Um, yeah, that was surprised Tyler. somebody else didn't snatch that. Yeah, that was Tyler's idea. BHAMRX. Like catch all. So. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. Well, thanks for coming to hang out. Thanks for having me.